I'm Meg. I'm here with Lindsay, and today we're talking about periods. Now, I know that we have an older episode where we kind of talk about periods and period poverty and period sustainability, Um, but like all things, there have been updates. So we kind of want to talk about some of that period poverty and um, and actually go into more of like our experience with utilizing some of these sustainable period brands because now that it's been honestly almost a year now, I've definitely tried a few of the items we listed last time. Lindsay, I know you've tried a few items, so I figure we could kind of talk through, share our experience, and hopefully you learn something from it and maybe it'll encourage you to try some sustainable products. Yeah, I think it's it's so interesting, like all the different products that come out and can kind of sometimes be overwhelming, I think, to like figure out what's going to work for you and, you know, expensive if you keep trying a bunch of different products. So I think it's it'd be interesting to kind of see what we've both tried and liked and didn't like. and Absolutely. And something that I find a little interesting, which I know I sent you this video the other day and it it's going to sound a little like conspiracy theory. So take this with a grain of salt, but somebody was kind of conducting some like research, quote unquote, they took a photo of their grocery store and then just looked at who owns all of these brands. So like, um, Tampax and I am blanking on all the other brands, but there's like a million out there, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Playtex and always and all those. Yes. All those brands. And like when you actually look up their parent companies, the highest stakeholder for like literally all of them was BlackRock. So it honestly doesn't matter what you purchase. You're inevitably, Mm -hmm. you're inevitably paying into one finite company at the end of the day. Yeah. I think in that video that there was like one brand that was owned by a woman and she's like it was a cell phone company and so it wasn't you know all that was the one brand that you could buy that would go directly to the people actually that made it (laughs) yes correct and I don't remember what that brand is but we can look it up and leave it in the notes for the show but it literally and it wasn't even from the United States right oh you know what it was That one was from Italy, yeah. Yes. But it was another video that that guy did about period products as well. And it was uh, the Cora period. Cora, yes, is female-owned. And I know that that's a small company. They're actually on my list to talk about. (laughs) Oh, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, he was in in another video that I watched of his. um, Like, that's what he had said. that It was a woman-owned company and it wasn't a public company. So it wasn't owned by – or it couldn't be – I don't know what they are, but like BlackRock couldn't get money from it, essentially. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like you have to you have to make choices within whatever your budget is. So like yeah. obviously make the right choice for you. They've just seen that with all of those, some people have had some issues. Obviously, with any kind of period products, there is always the potential for a toxic shock syndrome. But somebody mm-hmm. had mentioned like there's some kind of link to potentially having cervical cancer things. So I don't know if it's preservatives or something that they're using in those things that are not all natural. But again, at the end of the day, it's what's affordable and right. it's barely affordable at that. So. Yeah, yeah, sometimes you can't afford all the organic, whatever you know, things that have you know non-bleached products on there because mm-hmm. you can. Some of those things have been linked to you know having irregular periods or, like you said, cancer and different things like that. And so, if if it's if you're able to get things like 
maybe the the menstrual cup is a little bit better or period underwear or different stuff like that it's technically better for you but yeah sometimes those things can be out of the budget you just gotta you know do what you can do if you use it the proper way and you use it like i think some of those sanitary cups work for 10 years so like if you yeah. use the product and keep it you know keep it rigorously clean and like take <laughs> make it last for 10 years then it does end up saving you money yes so you know you have to outweigh that too so do you pay a little more at the front of it to then have it last for a long time I personally find I switch it up based on kind of my flow and just what I'm doing whenever I have a period because like you know sometimes I'm not doing anything and I'm just gonna be home all week or other times I'm literally on vacation so Mm -hmm. (laughs) for me I tend to just kind of swap it up with what I'm doing yeah same and and with mine it's like the first like day or two is for me always the heaviest so like I feel like I'll pick products that work better with that and towards the end where I'm like I don't really want to use a tampon because it's not super heavy but I can't just like not wear anything maybe I'll like you know use a different product for that I was reading that as we get older apparently like as you get closer to menopause I would have thought that your period gets like lighter it doesn't it gets heavier interesting i did not know that so we have that to look forward to so exciting <laughs> and i guess um just basic disclaimer this episode is for anyone because everybody knows somebody who has a period um okay. but if you know you're grossed out by people talking about periods which is a beautiful natural thing you shouldn't be but if you are if you're squeamish whatever maybe skip this episode because we're gonna be we're gonna be in detail and we're gonna be real about it no secrets here <laughs> <laughs> maybe should have said that earlier but it's fine you've lasted this long, so <laughs> yeah they would have gone away by now speaking of products that have potential to cause some things uh the thinks panties like the um reusable panties they uh-huh. apparently have the capability of causing and has been proven like there's a lawsuit and everything um have been proven to lead to potential infertility yeah, I read that uh, after I bought them, so mm-hmm. I, I still have been using them, so I, I mean, I guess we'll see, but yeah, I, f- I feel like I read that, and then they they did respond saying like they maybe switched up something that they were using in it, so hopefully they've fixed that problem. And Hopefully. I know. definitely bought, I have a few pairs of those, and then I have a few pairs from NYX. K-N-I-X. So there's things with an X and then there's <laughs> Nicks with an X. Um, yeah. So I have a few pairs from both of them. And like personally, I do like the Thinks ones better, but they are older. Like I bought them, you know, probably two, three years ago. So they were included in the lawsuit. But like you said, I still use mine too. So yeah, because I, I do love them. I really thought that I would not like I thought that I was like, oh, this is just like wearing a pad and it's going to be uncomfortable. But I truly like they're they're very comfortable and they don't necessarily to me feel like a I'm wearing a pad or anything like that and it just kind of also like gives me peace of mind that like if I leak or something I'm good I'm not ruining my underwear absolutely I do I'm a big fan of them I really really like them I know they have them in all different cuts I like the high-waisted ones I just feel like it it gives mm-hmm. even more of that like padded <laughs> surface so I yeah. can use them like all the 
ones if I want to sleep. I do have a like a pair for sport if I'm like out during the day and I like don't want to, you know, I don't want it to be like noticeable and I'm wearing tighter pants, but like from wearing jeans, I just wear <laughs> any of them and like nothing shows through. You can't tell. Yeah, I definitely I wear them to work often because there's days where like I can't get to the bathroom right away. So it's like really nice to ha- have that peace of mind. But also like I just feel like it's nice to have the blood like flow out. I don't really know if that if it really does anything, but like I feel like always having a tampon in, I'm like, I just want to like flush it out. <laughs> that <laughs> seems you know, I don't again don't know if there's any science behind that 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 you should do that or not. But it just <laughs> in my mind makes me sometimes feel comfortable just like free sometimes flow it's onto a matter that. of the mind, right? Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> I I have like religiously used tampons the whole time, like up until all these products kind of came out. I was very pro tampon, hated pads. Like I uh-huh. I first started using pads when I first had my period because I had a really, really bad experience with the tampon. Cause you know, when you like first have your period, like the flow for most people is not that heavy. And so it yeah. got like it was just too big and there wasn't enough flow and I didn't know anything because you know, I was like 12 or 13 years old however old it was and um and so I was like terrified of them so I only used pads and I used to hate it because it felt like a wet diaper oh and then like Mm -hmm. you had to worry about it leaking and uh but they've come a long way and now I do I I'll kind of switch it out because sometimes I don't know you just get like I don't want to say raw but you're you know, it gets unhappy down there sometimes when yeah. you're using tampons constantly. So it's nice to just, like you said, take a day, let it breathe, let it just chill. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think what I'm, I'd be super interested in trying, but I've kind of been a little nervous to try is um, the menstrual disc. Yes. That they have like a reusable version and they have like a, a one-time used version, mm-hmm. kind of like tampons, but I've heard like so many people try that and they're like, it's amazing. Like you don't feel it. It's easy to put in, easy to take out, like easier than the cup could be. I haven't actually tried the cup either, but you know, I just want something easy and not stressful, but like healthier and cleaner. Well, and the nice benefit with the disc is is that like, like you said, you could get the disposable kind where you just throw it away and put in a new one. Um, Mm -hmm. So you don't have to worry about like making sure you're cleaning it properly and and everything. But also with the discs, you can then have period sex and everything's like, everything stays clean, you know? Um, Yeah. So that's a benefit too. Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like that's the only thing you can do, like you can have sex on. I mean, obviously you can do it if you have nothing in but like yeah you know obviously everything else like the cup a, a, a tampon would you know you can't do that kind of takes up space in there <laughs> a little bit <laughs> i have used um the menstrual cups i got it in i think in like a fab fit fun box um and so i have the salt version s-a-a-l-t uh-huh. and now there's like a million brands out there of these and i oh. think it's such a brilliant idea because you can as long as as long as you properly take care of it you can have it for multiple years so i think it's a great yeah. investment but it is it does definitely take like a learning curve to use it mm-hmm. and not have it leak yeah and also you can keep it in for a longer time like with tampons you're mm-hmm. supposed to change it out every four hours but like with the cup, I think you can have it up to 12 hours if I'm, if I remember yes. correctly. Yeah. So you can wear the cup for up to 12 hours. Although I've absolutely slept in a tampon for like eight hours. So yeah. Same. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But with the cup, yeah, you can leave it in for 12 hours. The only thing is, like, again, if you don't get the suction right on it, like, it Mm -hmm. can leak. And I have had it leak. Luckily, thank God, not in public. I was using it kind of during the pandemic. So it was was safe at home. (laughs) (laughs) Testing it out at home first. But I even noticed, like, people are like, oh, you can do sports and whatever. And, like, obviously everybody's body shape is a little bit different. So, like, how it fits in there. And they do have different sizes now, too. So, like, they have smaller ones and bigger ones. Yeah. But for me, I noticed, like, anytime if I happen to, like, sit and lay back at all and then, like, go back up to an upright position, it would, like, lose the seal and then just leak. Oh. Yeah. I guess that's true. And it's so hard to, like... I don't know, find your size. Like, it's just a weird thing, I guess, to, like, think about, like, how what size fits in my vagina. Like, (laughs) it might take one or two to find one. Like, you might get one, try it, you know, like I said, have it leak or not feel comfortable, and you might have to try another one. But, again, if that's possible. Well, and then it's the weirdest feeling, too, when it, like, because it's like a suction cup almost. Like, it seals right and so yeah you're trying to like put it in there and make sure the seal is there but you've folded it to get it in and then you try to open it up right and I always think that I have it open and then like a few minutes later I'll feel like a pop and it doesn't hurt but it's just like such a weird feeling and you're just like oh okay now it's like in properly (laughs) now it's there now it's working (laughs) the body is amazing and yeah come a long way (laughs) it absolutely has I literally like just thinking back on like our options growing up when we first had our periods and it's not yeah I mean I guess it was kind of long ago now which I hate to think about but (laughs) not that old (laughs) I if you've ever read are you there god it's me Margaret they like talk about periods and it's actually out in theaters I'm gonna go see it tomorrow I'm really excited about it but nice they talk about like the old you used to have like a sanitary napkin, I guess, and you would like clip it into place or whatever. Yeah. So it like talks about that, but then they updated it more recently to say pads. But I was just like, that's just so wild because that's from the 70s, which doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but it, it was. And now we right. have, you know, reusable cups and organic tampons and <laughs> just very, yeah. very far. And it's nice because at least now we're getting better quality stuff for us and like you know more research is being done on how you know not great tampons are for Mm -hmm. people uh so yeah hopefully more and more stuff will come out and if there's more and more options there'll be more affordable options so that you know somebody who can't afford a lot can you know get a healthier option thing for for them to use well and i've started seeing like always has come out with the like period z's you know like the they're mm-hmm. like um disposable they, they honestly look like diapers <laughs> i've heard that they kind of feel like that as yeah. well but you know if you if you don't want to invest in the reusable or you don't have the time to you know wash and order multiple pairs um yeah. you could use that that is an option too i think they're only meant for nighttime though because i do think they they're bulky yeah and I mean, especially sleeping, like, what does it matter what yeah. you look like? Or, you know, as long as you got something that's keeping the bed clean, you're good. Yeah. 
that's always the worst. <laughs> I always would get so nervous too if I ever have my period and I'm like out at somebody else's house. I'm like, please don't let me leak. <laughs> right? You're like at the very last second. Okay, let me put a quick tampon in before I go to bed. Yep. Yeah. They, um, on TikTok, there's a brand that looks really cool. They're not shipping yet. I don't think they start shipping until September, but they're called Sunny and they have reusable, um, like the period cups, but they have an applicator with it. So it almost looks like a big tampon applicator. And then they have a specially designed cup. So you can't use like, unfortunately I wouldn't be able to use like the cup that I already have. Um, but yeah, you put theirs in and then you kind of almost set it up like a tampon, which I think would be a lot easier. I'd be super curious to maybe try that and see how that works. Yeah, because I feel like that's my fear of those cups. I'm like, you know, I feel like getting in might not be so bad, but it's like the getting it out that I'm nervous. I'm not going to be able to. And then I'm going to be like, I don't know what to do. This is just inside of me now. I can't get it out. And like, just, it just lives here now. It's a part of right? me. <laughs> show up to the emergency room and be like, this is, I have a problem. <laughs> Someone help me. It is. I will say like, because it most of them have... I guess some of them now have like rings that you can like loop onto and grab, but the original ones, mm-hmm. like the ones that I have just have like a little stump that you're supposed to like pull, yeah. but you really have to get in there and kind of like break the seal or else it does not come. Like it's been painful if you just try to pull it. Right. It's not supposed to be painful. You are supposed to break the seal and then it, it doesn't hurt coming out, but I didn't do it properly <laughs> when I was first starting using it. And I was like, why is this so hard? It's never the same thing. I was like, I'm going to have to go to the emergency room and let them remove it. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know what to do. And I feel like, I mean, I've never like seen one, but I feel like, yeah, some of those little like stumps at the bottom just look so small that like, I'm like, you know, can we actually, can you grab it well enough to pull it out? Well, and that's the thing too, is like, it's not dry in there. So like now you're trying to like... <laughs> Yeah, something that is not easy to grab. <laughs> yeah, so may- maybe if you somebody gets it, you try it out at home, definitely. So you're not like in a pl- public restroom, like trying to get it all out, which I guess would be hard to do anyway, because I think you have to clean it. So that well, that's my other thing too is I haven't had to use it yet, where I've had to like take it out in a public restroom. Yeah, but I feel like that I don't know how you would do that because you'd have to, I guess, clean it in the stall right just with toilet paper but then you have to like I mean I guess you don't have to rinse it if you clean it well enough but that's just like time consuming and messy (laughs) right it'd have to either be like if you have a private bathroom so you can like actually go to the sink and clean it or I mean I guess thankfully you can wear them for a long time so like you kind of just put it in before you leave and hopefully you can get home before you have to change it a day yeah but, I mean, luckily you don't have to sanitize it every time you use it. So, it really right. is just making sure you clean it before you put it back in. But even that, in, like, a public stall, I feel like would not be fun. Yeah. Especially, I guess, if you have, like, a heavy flow at that time. Like, you might not be able to go the full 12 hours with it. So, you might have to you know, have a backup tampon or something to use. Yeah. I always carry backup tampon. I always have a tampon in my bag. Like it is rare for me to not have a tampon (laughs) in my bag. Right. Because you just never know. And then you never know if somebody else is going to need it. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, we're always prepared. 
Well, and that's like um, Dylan Mulvaney. She carries tampons in case people need it because she doesn't use them. But she said, like, you know, I carry them in case somebody needs it. And people were giving her crap, like, that's so weird. No, no girl does that. Why would anybody do that? And it's like, bro, not a girl. Like, you don't know anything (laughs) about girl world. (laughs) Yeah, like I feel like in girl world, yeah. If you if you need a tampon, you can go up to almost any girl and just be like, hey do you have one and they would totally understand and give you one if they had one so i don't understand why like why is it such a bad thing that she has them like because she's who she is and people like to hate on her but ridiculous but uh i did see that a lot more like just stores and things well not stores but like restaurants and bars i noticed are starting to have more like tampons available just in their restrooms for free which is really nice i love seeing that yeah that's always so nice because like if you're ever in that moment you know i feel i feel like a lot of um i feel a lot of breweries for some reason i've seen it like uh, that more often yep totally totally right and again you have the trolls on the internet who are like well people that's so dumb they're gonna lose it people are gonna take you know all these tampons and it's like no they're not <laughs> like you're not right? gonna grab a tampon if you don't need it <laughs> yeah <laughs> like people aren't like hoarding hoarding tampons. You know, we're gonna yeah <laughs> i feel like we've all been in that situation so no one's gonna take advantage of it because they know if we do we're gonna you know they're gonna be taken away and yeah it's such a good thing that we all want well and i love um there's a thing on tiktok and it's roe v bros have you heard of it is that where they ask the questions to guys? Like yes. women questions? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it's period stuff. And like <laughs> they just have no idea, which to be fair, they don't have periods. So I get it. Like there's things about the male experience that I don't know either. But it is kind of funny to see and a representation of maybe why we need sex ed. Because I think yes. like it just, they just have no idea. They'll be like, oh, you know, they'll ask them, how many tampons? does a woman need for her cycle and they'll be like two some of them say two some of them say like a hundred like Like not even close yeah and I feel like I don't know if they do this anymore but I feel like I've heard some high schools like or maybe not high schools but some schools when they're teaching about like puberty Mm -hmm. when they're teaching about puberty they separate like the boys and the girls and it's like why like I feel like everyone should learn about both sexes so that we just one have a better understanding of everything and you don't have these people that are completely clueless about what a certain gender or you know a certain group of people are going through yeah although thinking back to our sex ed in our school they did separate us like i vividly remember having all the girls be in like one thing and all the boys being something else oh really i mean mm-hmm. i you know I've blocked out I feel like most of my <laughs> educational time for some reason so that could totally have happened with me too but yeah I just I mean it's I get that like some people won't go through that so they're like why teach it but yeah it's just so you get I feel like a better understanding of just Empathy. your fellow human yeah. yeah and you just know you're like okay I kind of can understand what you're going through or I you know scientifically know what's happening to your body you know absolutely and like especially because there's kids out there whose parents just don't feel comfortable giving them those talks even though I firmly believe it is 
the parent's job to have those yes. difficult conversations, but you know, your kid, you parent your way. But um it's sad that like they don't even have the opportunity to learn about it at school in some schools in some cases. Yeah. Yeah, and then you have, you know, parents trying to block them from teaching or talking about certain things which I mean I agree that there should be a time for everything but like you said some parents won't ever talk to their kids about it so it's up to the schools to provide that education and it's truly like there was one teacher who was talking about it and she was saying how in whatever district and whatever school she's in they're not allowed to teach sex ed so they're not even allowed to discuss anything with the students and she's like I had a student who like genuinely was just so naive and did not understand why she was bleeding and like legitimately thought that she was dying and we couldn't like oh. console her, like, Talk to her to let her know wow. why, you know, they had to just send her to the nurse and like send her home. Yeah. And that's horrible. And I just, that's so, yeah, that's so traumatic as a kid to think like you're dying and have all the adults just not say anything. Yeah. Right, and not give you some comfort. Be like, no, no, you're not dying. I promise you, you're okay. This is completely normal. And they've, like, had studies that prove that abstinence-only education does mm-hmm. not work, Does not is not helpful. So, like, I feel like a lot of schools do that. Yeah, they still, I mean, it might be, like, I think more schools in the South, but there's schools that are just like, oh, no, don't have sex until you're married, and that's it. That's all we're going to talk about. And it's like, that's unrealistic because people – some people are going to have sex before marriage and they need to be prepared for all of the all of that comes with it. Absolutely. Yeah, cuz they're going to find out somehow. <laughs> Eventually, like it's yeah. going to happen. So, right. So I do have a list here of like a few little facts. Do you want to try and guess how many periods do you think the average person has in their lifetime? Oh man. Can I get a calculator? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel like you have it for like there. You can do some mental math. Talk through it. <laughs> Four hundred and twenty. Well, I was thinking, I was like, obviously, you get one a month, so that's you know twelve times however many years you have it. And if you get it when you're like twelve years old, and then you have it until you're forty, you know, then so it's like I I got four hundred and twenty, but that's apparent. I think if they've they don't have children, because then obviously your period stops. You're close. It's four hundred and fifty. Oh, so close. Yeah. I didn't realize that perimenopause starts in your 40s, but it can go for like almost a decade. Like you could literally be in perimenopause and then in menopause for like a decade. Yeah. That sounds awful. 10 years of menopause. I just remember my mom would just, she'd call them her personal summers and she would just be like, (laughs) I'm having a hot flash. It's my personal summer. Like she just. Yeah. Well, sometimes I need a hot flash because I'm cold all the time, but. From what I've heard, they're very uncomfortable, so maybe I do not. <laughs> well, and I'm I'm a little concerned because my grandma got migraines when she was going through her, um, oh. yeah, and so I don't know if that's genetic or not, but it does not sound fun. So, yeah, no, not at all. Um, but I do have another one. Okay, so over your lifetime, how much do you think? the average person spends on period products this is an estimate oh, so. oh. yeah it's i'm gonna probably severely underestimate this but because i couldn't even tell you how much a box of tampons is because i don't even look i'm just like well i need them so <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't care what they cost so true. <laughs> right. um 
$10,000. You're so close. It's on average about <gasps> 9000 Although I've also seen wow. estimates saying as high as 18000 which I don't think that's accurate. But I would say probably anywhere yeah. from nine to 12000 is an accurate estimate. Yeah, because I guess, I mean, it depends on what brand mm-hmm. you pick and then how heavy your flow mm-hmm. is. You're going to use more than someone with a lighter one. But yeah, wow, that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Be nice if it was all free. It would be nice if it was all free. But that actually leads me into a little bit of an update (laughs) from the last time we covered period stuff. And we're not going to go too much into kind of the period poverty side of things. We do have an episode on that uh, from 2021. So feel free to look back and um, find that episode. Um, But I do have an article from Global Citizen here, and I'm going to read the updates on which places now offer free uh, tampons. Ooh. Or I guess free period paraphernalia. So we know we did mention back in that one that in uh, November of 2020, Scotland became the first country to provide tampons and sanitary pads to anyone who needs them. Um, And then they made it uh, a mandate that it had to be available in all schools. Um, And then New Zealand followed in February of 2021 to also have it available in all schools. Following that up is Australia, but specifically only New South Wales and Victoria. And most of these, it's all schools. Some of them are also prisons, which when you think about like period products, you don't think that they would have to buy them from the commissary, but they do. Like if you're in prison, you used to have to buy it. And now luckily I think most um, prisons have mandated that it is free because it's like toilet paper. You need it, you know, like. Yeah. Like prisons in America. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Cause that's an expense. And there's, you know, sometimes people that have no money, you know, on their books in prison Mm -hmm. and how are they supposed to get tampons? Now you got to like, trade and do maybe things that you don't want to do to to get this product that you you don't want to use i mean you you wish you didn't have to but like yeah that's a hundred percent is someplace that needs should be free that in schools i think schools are really important because yeah i feel like when you first get your period sometimes you're embarrassed to like tell people which you shouldn't be but you know sometimes you know you are so to have some place to just run to the bathroom Mm -hmm have a pad or a tampon or whatever you know they have available and use it is would be really nice yeah well and kind of going back to that you know uh are you there god is me margaret she's like so excited her and her friends are like so excited to get their period and they want their period and they want like their boobs to come in and wear bras and i remember like you said being so embarrassed about it all like i was not hoping for it i was like i hope it doesn't come for a really long time Right? I don't know if I told anybody I got my period. Like, I didn't even tell my mom when I first got it. I think she, like, found out and was like, uh, do you have something to tell me? That's, like, a millennial <laughs> that was just thing. Like, yeah. Like, maybe. Because same. Because, like, now it's more, you know, talked about. It's less stigmatized. I mean, not that it, I mean, it still is stigmatized, but, like, less maybe. Yeah. So, I guess maybe the, you know, younger generations are more open about it. But, yeah, maybe when we were growing up, it was just, like, not something that anyone talked about because you didn't talk about those kind of things and so that's what we just got in our mind we're like nope don't tell anyone just deal with it Mm -hmm. yourself I remember I was so sad because I got mine on vacation but like I was away and for the summer at my aunt's house in Colorado and my mom was like at home so she wasn't there with me and I was so sad (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. I'm going through this without you. But uh, moving on to the other ones that have it in the U.S., Illinois, Washington, New York, New Hampshire, and Virginia all have it mandated that uh, public schools have to have free tampons and pads. Oh, wow. I'm kind of surprised California hasn't done it. Same. With so many other states doing it. Yeah. And then some of the other ones listed here are France, Kenya, South Africa, Botswana, Seoul, South Korea, Uganda, Zambia, and then Canada, but not all of Canada. It looks like British Columbia, Ontario, Nova Scotia, and Prince Edward Island. Slowly but surely making a difference. And Yeah. I mean, that's, I think, yeah, that's a huge step in the right direction. You know, the more countries that do it, the more that see that it's like, oh, okay, it's not going to cost, you know, a million. I mean, well, maybe a million, but like, it's not going to cost like a crazy amount of money to offer this to people that actually need it and people won't take advantage of it so that more and more states and countries will start doing it. Yeah. Hopefully. And it's sad because you do have like certain areas where people can't afford the products and girls end up having to miss school. And now they're missing out on education and they're having, you know, an impact in their life that boys don't have the same impact. You know, it's just, I'm glad to see that we're pushing the needle to make things a little more fair. There's a lot that still needs to be done, but, you know, in this one area where we can make a difference, it looks like some places are starting to do that. And and kind of going back to like, uh, we were talking about like the education of it all. I think, you know having more like informed teachers being able to talk about it i mean i'm not saying like the english teacher has to talk about it but like having proper health classes and people talking about you know not everyone's period looks the same Mm -hmm. because i feel like when we were learning about it it was like yeah you get your period this is what it is it lasts like you know five days and then you know you might get some cramps and blah, blah blah but then like you know you go through it and you're like are these cramps normal? Are these too much? Like some women are just like, oh, this is what everyone goes through. And they talk to someone else and they're like, no, mine's not that bad. Like I don't have to call out of work for it. You know, I'm not taking medication for it. Like some people get really bad cramps and other people get super light periods and other people get really heavy periods. But like, what is, what is too heavy? Right. You know, just to know all those things. And I feel like at least our generation didn't really, you know, learn what is bad not bad but what is abnormal but like what is the wide range that normal quote-unquote is and it's so important too because it could be an indicator of other issues right like if you're having a lot of pain maybe it's because you have endometriosis or like maybe you have something going on like yes your period might change a little bit over the years but like it should typically stay fairly consistent and consistent can mean different things for different people right and and what changes should you report to the doctor or what are you know normal change because you're you know on a certain medication or like I know for me when I went on birth control like taking a pill every day it changed my periods and for the better they got a lot lighter um but you know that's not for everyone so it's kind of like those doctors hopefully are educating their patients on you know if you're taking it and these things happen let me know so maybe we have to change your medication 
or you know not even birth control i think you know there's a bunch of medications that could maybe alter your period well and also more education on birth control in general because i found out from my one friend who has been on i don't know what type of birth control she's on but she was saying that her OBGYN put her on this birth control because she knows she wants to have kids, but probably not until later in life. And so she has one where she hasn't gotten her period the past few years. So she has like more eggs in reserve than she normally would have if she just naturally had her periods. And I was like, well, that would have been good to know as a woman in my late 30s who wants to have a child and like, yeah, didn't have that birth control. (laughs) Like, I just. Right. And like, you know, there's, since there's so many different types, like, I feel like when you go, when I went and I was like, I want to be put on birth control and they, you know, were like, oh, well, what do you want? And it's like, I don't, I, you in tell my me. experience, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, it's a pill. Like, I just thought, and my 18 year old self was like, yeah, you just take a pill every day. And so they're like, okay, yeah, we'll give you a pill. And they just write for, I don't know how they choose which birth control to give me, but they're like, okay, oh, hey, you take this one. And I'm like, okay. And I just walked my eight-year-old self to the pharmacy. And I'm like, this birth control, please, knowing nothing about it. I honestly feel like it's trial and error, too. Because I know different friends who have been on different birth controls. And, like, they all have different reactions. And, like, some are perfectly fine. And it's the right fit. And others, you're only supposed to be on. There's a certain birth control you're only supposed to be on for two years. You're not supposed to be on it longer than that. Um, And some woman had been on it for, like, seven years. And her new doctor was, like, I'm taking you out of this immediately. Like, you're not supposed to be on this for that long. So it's yeah. just chaotic. Yeah, because I, I, there was some birth controls, like, I'm still on the pill, but there were some brands that I would take, and I was like, I just felt like it made me not myself. Mm-hmm. Like, my period was fine, but just emotionally, I just wasn't myself. So I would go off of it, and, you know, they'd try me on a different one. And it's like, I don't really remember at any point them being like, oh, maybe don't try the pill. Maybe try another option. And, like, let's talk about those options. Right, like an IUD or, you know, the copper IUDs and what the difference is between those. And I know they had, like, the arm implant ones. And I Mm -hmm. went more of the natural route of, like, tracking my cycle, essentially. And there's so many different period trackers out there. But I just use literally my calendar, to be honest. Um, And I still Mm -hmm. do it. It's a method that works for me, but it's because my period is reliable. I know when it's coming. And, like, I haven't really had a long-term partner. The only one that I had, I did consider going on birth control. And then, you know, we ended up breaking up. So, (laughs) for me, the natural path has worked well. uh, But, like you're saying, like, everybody has to find what's available to them. And it's not helpful when, like, Mm -hmm. doctors are just like, well, what do you want to do? what do you want and it's like I don't what are my options and there is a little bit of onus on us right to ask questions or to know kind of what we're looking for but at the end of the day we don't even know what exists half the time I feel like right and I feel like I learned more you know going through nursing school but like also we don't really learn about birth control like we're just like oh yeah there's birth control you know some people take pills some people have an IUD this is what that means and then like so I don't really learn much and like yes you can do research on your own but sometimes a lot of those things are hard to understand Mm -hmm. and I do feel like sometimes when you go to the doctors you know they kind of rush through because they have like 8,000 patients that they're seeing that day so they're kind of like all right, what can I do? What can I like get you with? And they don't, you know, 
obviously this is not all doctors and there are a bunch of different kinds but there are some that yeah that are just like oh you're here for birth control here take this okay bye and some that will actually sit and talk to you about it but sometimes it's hard to ask all the questions because you have to almost I guess know what questions to ask I also feel like they don't tell you how like quite honestly it is fairly easy to track your cycle and like know your body and like it does take a little bit of like taking notes and paying attention every month but then like if you really didn't want to get into the business of having to remember to take, which was my thing. Like I just didn't want to have to remember because I'm just so terrible at remembering and like remembering to fill a prescription. And I just didn't want to deal with it. And there are so many good like books and articles out there on like just naturally how to track your cycle. But now they're saying with all the like, obviously cancellation of Roe v. Wade and things not to use the period tracker apps to do all of that, to like literally physically write it down on paper, which is scary that we have to yeah. do it that way. Right? Yeah, something that they shouldn't have access to. Like that is my stuff and don't why do you care so much about when my period's coming? Yeah. But <laughs> but but yeah, those are good and those are definitely good for people who don't want to like ingest chemicals, I guess for lack of a better word. Like they just don't want to take a prescription or have hormones, you know, unnaturally in their body. So, but I know some people like me my period was irregular yeah. so like just tracking it w- would have been hard so it, it's just easier to go on a birth control but you know I know a lot of people that have done that and they take their like a, a temperature which I feel like I should probably know more about this being a nurse but I don't <laughs> um <laughs> but like you can take your you know your internal temperature, temperature of yourself yeah. and yeah and I think that that like also helps track when you're ovulating mm-hmm. and stuff like that yeah and I mean science has come a long way right so there's a lot of other reasons that people take birth control not only to you know keep their periods regular but also just to help stabilize things or to help with acne or there's so many other reasons why people might take it I it blew my mind that I had one friend who just like didn't get her period for a really long time and she just didn't think twice about it because of the things that she had been on and how it like did make her period irregular. And luckily after a year, she finally did kind of go and talk to her doctor about it, but she found out she ended up having a tumor and it's benign. So she's okay. But like she had a tumor on her pituitary gland, which was impacting her hormones, which made her body think it was pregnant, Mm. which is so scary. Wow. Yeah. And that's something like, yeah, there might be a medication that does that, but Again, that should be like talked about with them. Like, hey, you know, it might make you skip a period or two, but if you go a few months without having a period, let me know. Come talk to yeah. me. You know, something like that where, you know, it maybe thankfully was, you know, benign and no issues. But, you know, if it was, it could have been caught or I'm sorry, if it wasn't benign, it could have been caught earlier. And, you know, who knows? Yeah. There's just a lot more information I feel like women need on whenever they're put on medication or even just about our bodies in general. <laughs> like, yeah. I know there's a there's access to the internet now, but you can't always believe everything on the internet either. So, right. You know. Yeah, and I I listened to a a podcast one time kind of about periods, but it was more about like the different phases of your period, and it was almost like surprising to learn that you have different phases like it's not just the week that you have your 
your period. It's like other times where, you know, you're starting ovulation, you're, you know, you have a lot more energy mm-hmm. during one of your phases. Another phase is where the PMS syndromes come in. And it's just like wild because I'm like, I, I don't, we've never learned about that. And I don't know where in your your education it should come in those specific things but it's nice to know that information because then you can kind of like understand why you're feeling a certain way part of that like it's body hacking it's getting to know exactly like what your hormones are doing when and when you have the most energy and making the most of it and when you need to rest and take things slower because absolutely I feel like there's certain times where either I'm on my period or like right before my period that I'm exhausted or sometimes it's right after, like, I don't know, you know, um, and then other times, yeah, I have like boundless energy. So exactly like what you're Mm -hmm. saying, it's crazy just how much your body changes and goes through these cycles. Right. And especially if you're tracking yourself without any birth control, it might be good to know, you know, more about the different phases so that you can kind of be like, oh, this, you know, this might be you know, this type of phase, or I feel like that's why I'm, again, why I'm feeling like this. So you kind of understand, you know, what your body's going through. Yeah. It's so funny too, because occasionally I'll like really, really, really crave chocolate and I'll, it, it like doesn't dawn on me, you know, I'm, you know, mid thirties and I still am like, why do I just like want chocolate so bad? And then it's like, literally I'll get my period two days later. I'm like, duh, Megan, come on. Yeah. Like, this is, this is why. Yeah. Mine's usually like salty things. Like I really want like pretzels mm-hmm. or like just extra salt on things. And I'm like, what's going on? I wonder what, oh yeah, my period's coming. Yep. It's so funny. The body is amazing. Yeah. I do want to just to to wrap this up. I was looking at prices before this episode of like Cora because they do have a whole bunch of things. They have like the period pants and they have tampons and they have pads and things like that. But I was looking at their tampons and they are $10 for 16 tampons or you can do like a monthly like renewal thing for $9.50. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, like when you compare it to grocery store prices – depending on where you're getting them, where you live within the country, some of them are like kind of comparable to that. So if you're somebody who is paying that like $9, $10 range, maybe consider looking at Cora because as Lindsay mentioned before, they are female owned. They are their own (laughs) company. They don't really answer to anybody bigger. Yeah. And I believe that they donate a portion of their sales to period poverty. Oh, nice. Are they available in stores or is it online only? So I've seen them in stores. Yeah, I I've seen oh, the okay, okay. um, not their tampons, but I have seen their period cups in the store. So I would imagine in certain stores you probably have to look it up, um, that they do yeah. have that. Oh, okay, that's good too, because then you don't have to like, oh, order them online and wait for them. Hopefully, you just run to this Target or wherever they're found. I don't. Yeah. Make it easy to be. Supporting women-owned businesses. To confirm, their website does say that they believe that everybody should have access to period care full stop. So with each Cora purchase, we provide period products and body literacy resources to people who might otherwise go without. So that's really great. I love that. Yeah. 
and they do have um, statistics listed on their website. So highly encourage you to go check it out. Um, but hopefully you guys learned something along with us and <laughs> let us know if you've tried any of these period products. We would love to hear your feedback. Like you said, you know, there's so many items out there. So it's always great to hear people's feedback, their experience and what they recommend. So find us on Instagram at my ovaries made me do it. Let us know what you've tried, what you've enjoyed, and we will talk to you soon. Stay happy, stay healthy, and stay curious.